0: Hey everyone, Al the Yeti Bones here. I don't know what I'm doing with this. Um, I'm just putting it out there. I was a big fan of podcasting for many years. I had one um, several years ago, back in probably 2012, with a guy named Tommy Hardrocks from England. We didn't know each other. We were fans of each other's bands. And we Skyped one time and had an incredible conversation that really kind of put things in perspective for us, and we said to ourselves, You know what we're gonna do this we're gonna do a fucking podcast, and we're gonna kill it, and it's gonna be sweet. People are just gonna hopefully eat it up um, in terms of you know uh, audience uh participation. We had pretty good uh, we had a pretty good run for I would say maybe two years, and we did. I can't even remember maybe 50 uh, about maybe it seemed like 50, 50 episodes um <clears throat> but eventually it just fizzled out I think uh, I started my life started getting stressful a lot of things in my life started to happen different uh different issues that's just started to come up you know band stuff work stuff family stuff everything just started happening um and I didn't think that I was going to do another podcast for for a very long time. I didn't think I was going to do another podcast because I just felt like when everything's going right in my life, there's no reason for me to create. There's no reason for me to, um, you know, continue uh, pushing the um, other side of, of of my character and who I am. You know, and it's always been. Um, you know, when things are awesome, it's just Alex Petrovich. That's the way it is. That's my life. That's my family. That's my name. Uh, and then, you know, I get into this whole scenario where, um, you know, I fall back into music and, and then I don't want to, I don't want to continue without, uh, branding myself. So I go back to Al the Yeti Bones. Um, but a few years ago I applied at, uh, at a company I thought I was going to be, at for a while, I just uh, assumed that that, that was going to be my life. I really wanted to be in recruitment. I wanted to be an account manager and do business uh, business development and B two B sales. Uh, I'm a you know network guru. I pride myself on being. Uh, you know relationship builder and you know i can uh i can talk to people about almost any anything and and i have some sort of sense and some kind of smarts and input to 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 add to the conversation almost on any topic um one of the things that i set out to do was become a recruiter i threw it up in the universe i wrote a blog about it i told myself that it's going to be patience i have to have a plan and that plan needs to be executed properly in order for me to um be patient and actually be able to bring in you know some sort of positive vibe that i can uh you know be attracted to and first i need to push out the, fo- the positive vibes um i've never read the secret i don't know what that is i mean i think i have an idea but uh you know personally um Stuff that changed my mindset in my life has been uh, the keto, uh, the ketogenic lifestyle. I changed this past year, about ten months ago. Um, I started doing Reiki sessions. I started having Reiki done on me, and uh, and that has really expedited a lot of stress from my life. Um, but with one thing I've noticed with stress is that no matter how much stress you take off yourself there is the exact same amount of weight of stress waiting at the door just to get fucking just to get by the gatekeeper and get back into your life so it really doesn't matter how much stress you have or how you deal with it i think being able to just understand that the building isn't on fire and if people aren't dying then there's no reason to believe that uh stress is causing you to be uh you know anything less than normal. Um, so moving on, I, uh, a few years ago, I had applied to a company, uh, to be a recruiter and, you know, it's, I, I didn't have any experience. I just had transferable skills. I had skills in marketing, sales, business development. I had been marketing myself and selling myself for years, not on the street, but you know, in the band stuff. So I mean, kind of like on the street, uh, in the van at least. Um, you know i was uh touring across north america for many years and just uh you know dealt with every contract you could possibly imagine in terms of record labels i uh, dealt with uh you know all the way from like uh, an e1 to the independent uh, record labels too and uh doing a global uh global distribution uh through record labels dealing with music publishing dealing with licensing dealing with all that stuff licensing for television and uh, commercials and film and um, that's basically where you shop your music to music supervisors and you construct an email that uh, sets up a relationship build um, and you go back and forth with them and try to close a deal. Um, one of the biggest things for me was needing to get a full-time job here in Windsor where my life and my roots and my family is um i'm i'm here for for good i can't go anywhere i got two girls that are in school right now they're in french immersion i got a wife you know having having a full-time gig and being lucky enough to be hired here in Windsor uh it's it's one of those things where You know we're we're fortunate, you know, that we have that. But on my side, I can't go to any metropolis and uh, work for a record label or start my own, you know, my own thing here in the city. I suppose I could, Um, but, uh, you know, is it a labor of love or is it uh, is there going to be actual uh, money and finance, you know, uh, coming in? You know, I need some sort of income stream. So I end up getting hired eventually, years later, at this place. I just wasn't. Uh, qualified enough up front you know and um they kept telling me i was you know i got the impression that i was the benchmark for their next hire that they were going to uh bring into the business i was a great candidate when it came to personality and character and they really really liked what i had to offer they liked my answers they liked my history they liked my experience my transferable skills but they felt that there would be too much training um and so they didn't want to give me a chance. I was never qualified. And uh, I was the basis of comparison for everybody else that came through that door. And guess what? Five years later, that position is still a revolving door. So I'm now working in uh, the automotive industry. This is fast forward, rewind two years ago. I'm working in the automotive industry uh, as RFQ coordinator in the estimating department at a tool and die shop. Um... I'm working there for about two years and then I get a call, you know, from that same company saying, hey, uh, you know, would you want to come back for an interview? So I go back for an interview and nothing. I hear crickets and then I get asked again, come back for a second interview. I rock it. I do everything I can. I dress for the success. I dress, you know, to play the part and I answer these questions that I've, you know, answered a hundred times but I also now have accumulated some experience in the automotive industry, uh, the exact technical space that this company works in. So, wow, now I have some value. Um, so I get, I get called in and I get offered or I get uh, interviewed for about two or three different positions uh, within the company and outside the company, you know, different uh, clients that they have too, um, employers. So they're not really telling me much. And then I find out that I was denied again. So I said, forget it. I'm closing the door on this motherfucker. This is done. I'm done. Like this automotive industry shit, this is where I'm going to be for the rest of my life. This is where I'm going to slave over, you know, um, growing financially, but not really uh, assuming and absorbing any kind of um, skill set that, you know, is going to to be uh, parallel and, you know, to, to the things that I'm already really, really experienced that. And how do I catapult within this company when they just need me to be in this one department? They need me to be here for the long haul. And I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can just bang my head against the wall fucking for the next 20 years, uh, thinking that there's going to be some sort of change in my life, uh, or some betterment of my, my being, you know, so I left. I, uh, I got the job, the recruitment job, and they wanted me to become a, an account manager, and bring in some business because I have a lot of contacts. And uh, like I said, I was a relationship builder, so I can uh, develop uh, relationships with people. And uh, hopefully the idea was to bring me in and have me do those things, but under their banner financially i was taking a hit i was leaving a company where i had way more hours way more money i was on a bonus system as well and uh you know uh, it was like a shareholder and in, in you know in in the company um we're getting like these uh, you know shares that sent out a dividend every two years or twice a year i should say so anyways I I left a lot of money on the table to come to uh, pursue my dream you know and to pursue my happiness which was to be a recruiter and a junior uh, an account manager they put me as a junior account manager but they never really had me do any junior accounting uh do junior uh, account managing you know they they were very uh you know recruitment heavy they wanted me to get the recruitment side of things going um, and learn the business from the ground up. So I had no problem with doing that as long as there was a goal in mind, as long as I had a path that I could follow and there was an end date. Now, within the expectations in my offer letter was uh, they wanted me to do one start, meaning a hire, take a candidate from the, uh, from the full, recycle, uh, full, full recruitment cycle from A to Z, and have them hired you know so start with never meeting this person first coming across their resume um, you know or perhaps sourcing them out on uh, finding them you know because we have hot orders that we have to deal with and uh, you know this particular job that I was looking for um, I was looking for somebody quite special and uh, specialized and I end up finding somebody and I'm you know interviewing them throughout the whole thing they're not working so then I go through the next person then I'm going through the next person and going through the next person I finally find somebody that works uh, you know for this company you know they want meaning that I find a candidate that is is perfect for this company Uh, so I end up uh, having you know going through a series of interviews with them getting them through the whole cycle fast forward I'll, I'll keep it short Basically, what had happened was my guy got hired and then I, hired, I got somebody else hired somewhere else. So basically, I got two starts within the first three months of my employment there when they didn't think I was worthy of even working there years prior. I did expectations, twice the amount of expectations in half the time, if you can understand that. So what they, were, they wanted me was one hire and they expected it was gonna take about six months. I got two hires in three months and I kept going, I kept going, but the business is very volatile, there's upswings, there's downswings, there's low points, there's high points, and I was on a high at that point, you know, um, very petty and cheap company, I was getting written up for wearing jeans on jean day, you know, because I had holes in my jeans at some point, and uh, you know, wasn't having, uh, I don't recall having meetings on those days, I was pretty professional, uh, but no matter how professional I was, I kept seeing the unprofessionalism in the office, things that were being said that genuinely, um, genuinely made me cringe, you know, I didn't know that we were living in the nineties still. I didn't know that there was some shit that you, that, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to preach professionalism to people and you're going to lead us into battle as a, as a so-called manager or as a leader. And you can't have the time allotted for me to be trained properly. You have to micromanage me. I'm not a micromanaged kind of guy. I, you know, you train me properly, you see me off to the races. I am a fucking driven, passionate motherfucker. I hustle, I grind. That's what I do. I've been doing that for years, been doing that my entire fucking career. Um, and you know, you don't know me from Adam, but you're asking you know, you're, you're telling me that, uh, you know, this is how you do it. This is what you have to read. And then off to the races go. And then we'll, we'll start correcting your mistakes as we go on. And basically, it was just a petty shit that was getting under my skin. Um, eventually, I saw six months later, I am not being brought up into account management. They are not having those plans for me. They want me to maintain uh, as a recruiter. When they asked me, to leave uh, when they asked me that there was um, my sales manager wanted uh, was leaving for Florida and he said in my absence I need you to start pipelining for your uh, account management position uh, so I start doing that while well, my recruitment numbers start to fall well what's going on Alex well fucking everybody's sick in my family everybody's fucking uh, you know like ill i'm getting ill i'm fucking under the weather i'm trying to do two fucking jobs right now and i'm only getting paid for the lesser of the two and oh but you know i i understand that there is a level of uh you know you know there's a level of uh, lack of sympathy there you know where it's like we need you we need to fucking see you hustle we need to see how much do you want it you know the fucking proverbial dangling of the carrot fucking constantly in my life I'm fucking tired of it. I'm done. Like they can, I can come into any business right now. And then they, they want to see how much I'm fucking worth. And, you know, let's see how much this guy can hustle. Let's see how much this guy can grind. Let's, you know, ca- uh, dangle the carrot in front of them and keep going. I know that the hustle and the grind don't end. I know that, but am I going to be 40 with not a pot to piss in? Uh, you know, and I have so much to offer this world. Like, am I really going to be that person? You know, or do I do I just fucking cut my losses at some point? And if I'm gonna hustle and grind, I'm gonna hustle and grind on my own terms, and I'm gonna fucking make my own fucking destiny. Um, that's where this is at now. So, yesterday I get to work, and my friend, who's an account manager there, she uh, meets me in the parking lot, and she tells me, you know, just to give you a heads up, yesterday. Uh, Our secretary there, our administrator, um, had confronted our sales manager and said that Alex has been actively applying at other jobs. And I've got a notification because I'm the stupid fucking asshole that didn't, uh, you know, didn't sign out of our work email when we were on like the Indeed job search. So I don't know. Maybe I was trying to get caught. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck was going on. I haven't had time to really process this. Uh, So all day long, it was like the most ominous day. I knew something was up. Nobody was looking me in the eyes. Managers were claiming when I I tried to confront them, saying like, look, I'm not getting paid shit. You know, I need a fucking part-time job on the weekend. They didn't fucking care. They didn't need to hear me. They didn't want to fucking hear me. They just axed me at the end of the day. Now, keep in mind, for the last two weeks, I've been seeing our uh, Michigan office, like, going down hard, like a, like a fucking, like the Titanic. Uh, Only the company's so small that it's more like a raft with a little fucking needle hole puncture in the side, and it just, and it just fucking, you know, goes. Because everybody just fucking flew off that deck. They, uh, all my buddies at uh, the Southfield office there in Michigan, um, they all resigned. They all left, and some of them may have gotten fired or whatever. Um, but I know that Texas is going to be next. Uh, Mississauga is already non-existent, and so Windsor is uh, writing on the wall, man. It was the writing's on the wall. This company is uh, is operating on the old paradigm. There is some there is some old school mentality there, you know, where you know you're a manager, you keep fucking you keep your uh, employees under the under your thumb. You know, no matter how fucking talented they are, you know, the thing that really gets me is that as a manager or as a leader in my eyes, I remember everybody's names. I remember everybody's birthdays. I remember everybody's family names. I remember the, the kids' names, the dog's name. I remember the kids' birthdays because you have to have that kind of information in order to build a relationship of trust and respect, mutually respect mutual respect, between you and employees. My manager would not be able to, for the life of you, um, for the life of her, be able to uh, tell me what my kids' names are. And I've known her for just as long as she's known me. And dare I say, I've even spoken just as much about my kids to her as she speaks to me about hers. And I can tell you everything about her kid. But she is so fucking with her head up her ass that she does not care about her employees and our stats now whether that's a big deal or a sign of concern um you know to me it's it's just it it's one of those things where you know that shows me where where her head's at it shows me where where her direction is and it certainly isn't you know the betterment of of her employees and trying to bring them up and raise them into these fucking demons that can just destroy um the path in front of them, you know, and that's the kind of thing that you need when you're a small boutique recruitment firm. You need a bunch of fucking savage beasts that are ready to go out there and fuck shit up, compliantly, of course. You know, uh, I'm not saying anything. The fucking I'm not saying to do anything uncompliant. But what I'm saying is, is that there's got to be some kind of progressive nature to the business. You've got to be looking forward in ahead. Stop stop fucking basing your company on the goddamn wins of yesterday. You know, everything is based on yesterday. All the fucking success they once had is literally catching up to them and it's surpassed. It's surpassed them. They can't fucking compete today. Um so I do feel I do feel a little uh shitty about the whole thing because they pulled me in the side they pulled me aside pulled me in the boardroom and said you know listen you're gonna do great things we know that but it's just not gonna be here um it's never easy making a decision like this but we gotta let you go and that was it i just okay effective immediately effective immediately And i said okay great and i got up shook their hands and i fucking walked out um you know and then everything set in I went out for drinks with my wife last night, and we just kind of said, "Fuck it!" Like this is the time. If I've ever been looking for a time to really get back on that fucking horse and say, "You know what? Like, call me bullshit, call me whatever." You know, I. This is this is my life. This is what this is what I've been bred to do. I've like I have uh, I talk, I talk, and I talk. I fucking create. I write. I do a lot of fucking shit, um, and prolifically at that. point, You know, I'm not just one to do it for myself. I put it out there and I'm constantly um, creating content while we're living in the world of content right now. We're living in the world where everybody can be an influencer if they fucking try and if they're good at it, you know, and um, I feel like I could do this. I feel like I could do this right this time, you know, with a podcast from years ago. I don't know, man, the thing that bothered me was you know, was starting to disagree too much and was starting to not share the same views. This wasn't even on the podcast. We weren't even taking some of that stuff onto the podcast. We weren't airing out any of our laundry. We were we were just fucking ignoring each other for a while. And so I was done. I was too busy with other things and I needed to fucking focus. Um, But maybe now's the time. Maybe something happened yesterday in a way where it happened for a reason that... This is my out. You know? This is my out. Um. You know, some way, somehow, the forces of nature fucking brought me into that company to see what it was like. You know, to show me that this ain't you. This ain't gonna be you. You ain't gonna get along here. You know? You ain't gonna fucking work out here. This ain't it. Uh, you can go anywhere else and be accomplished and successful but man somebody like you you're gonna get buried beneath all the fucking dust in this fucking time warp of fucking old school bullshit so you need to move, you need to fucking do what you gotta do and keep hustling keep grinding, make it on your own you know You did so with the band, um, you know, and you're doing all right. So why not not with everything else? If I could just put my energy and my drive from music into the lifestyle blog, the lifestyle stories, the journey, the I fucking went through hell this year. You know, I developed a discipline and a mindset that was completely rewired from before. You know, I've biohacked my body to recomposition myself completely different. I don't look like the same person anymore. And that's because I lost 65 to 70 pounds in, I don't know, 8 to 10 months. And it all really started to melt the last 6 months. So, you know, I'm working on it. I'm working on myself big time. And, um, you know, trying to create some revenue streams... Um that are going to uh, work with with my life and the flexibility that I need and um also the skill set that I have, you know, the skill set that I have scream entrepreneurial uh so why not try it? not just try it, but fucking go for broke. I can't afford to fail. you know, I just can't afford to fail that's that's all there is to this. Uh, the moment I quit is the moment I failed. I get that, but i can't afford to fail. I literally have to fucking go straight balls to the wall on this, and uh hopefully people listen but um yeah, the one thing I can say is that yesterday was a really shitty day for me um but i 'm not gonna 'm not gonna be negative about it. you know, I went to bed last night and I knew I was gonna wake up this morning, fucking feeling weird. Um, but I'm angry, you know. I'm fired up now. I'm fucking ready uh, to basically, yeah, take the ship by storm. Now I'm done. I'm done. It's uh, it's all, it's all happening. So I'm gonna fucking sign off right now. Let everybody know I love you guys, and uh, you know, just keep keep pushing, keep pushing for whatever it is in life that you guys want, um, I think that there's, there's a way to get around a locked door. You know, I heard something really good the other day saying something about, you know, if this door doesn't open, if this opportunity's door doesn't open, then maybe it's not your door. Alluding to the door being somebody else's opportunity. Um, I don't know, I guess there's some truth to that, you know, there's for sure some truth to that, but you can do whatever you want in this life, and as long as you have have a plan and know how to execute it, you should be able to get through, it doesn't have to be locked, and that door doesn't have to belong to somebody else, you can fucking find a way to smash through the fucking wall next to it, you know, fuck the door and just bust bust the fucking wall down, you know, figure out a way to get over that shit, um, You know, if you want something bad enough, well, fuck, man, maybe I didn't want this bad enough. Maybe account management, I started seeing myself there for the long haul, and I'm getting paid shit to be there, and what else is there for me out there? Well, there's a fucking shitload of stuff out there for me. Is this all there is? Fuck no. Can't be. Can't be. I'm too fucking good. Too fucking good for it, you know? Too good to be there for 23 years, you know? And just... Ain't happening for me, man. Ain't happening. I'm too goddamn not not any of that shit. I'm just I'm I've got fucking standards, man. Maybe. I don't know what it is, but I've got dreams that I'm gonna implement into reality. And you're gonna see that for me this year. 2019 is the fucking year of the Yeti.